What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks. And unfortunately, not the result we wanted for Team Greece today in Eurobasket. They got to the final eight, but they did lose to Germany in a game where uh, there was plenty of action. So we're going to get into what went wrong. Uh, how do we look back on this Eurobasket tournament for Greece? And more specifically, uh, what does it mean for Giannis and, of course, the Bucks as eventually... The attention is now going to shift to the NBA season, which is a couple of weeks away. So uh, not the podcast we wanted to do today, but nonetheless, we have to debrief after this game against Germany. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN and uh, of course as we do to start every show we want to thank the listeners we want to thank the viewers uh, for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch of every single day and a special shout out to our friends in Greece or our Greek friends from all over the world uh, for jumping on board this podcast I know a lot of you have just found this show over the last few weeks uh, we thank you for the support because it's been a crazy ride these last couple of weeks following this Greek team. Been fun for me to try and learn about all these new players that I'd never heard of before and you watch them for the first time and we all got behind it and really enjoyed uh, this team and we hope that it went a little bit longer, but unfortunately it didn't. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed uh, some of the coverage here at, that we've given the Greek national team and now, as I said, we shift to the NBA. We're going to be following the Bucks through every game every day throughout the entire NBA season. So hopefully you guys can stick with us and continue to contribute to the show because that's what makes it uh, fun for me to do, fun for Frank, Justin, Camille, and everyone else that's a part of this. So to start today, and Greece did go down 107 to 96 to Germany and a really good German team, we should say that. I know we'd spent time over the last few weeks, particularly focusing on the superstars, the NBA superstars that we have in this Eurobasket tournament. And they've all had their struggles with their team. We know uh, Nikola Jokic went out the other day. Slovenia had their issues. And now Greece, obviously, today uh, falls to Germany. But it wasn't through lack of effort for Giannis, that's for sure. <coughs> he was incredible in this tournament. And he was incredible in this game. And he finished with 31 points. He was 12 for 17 on two-pointers. Uh, four for eight from the free throw line, so didn't hit all his free throws today, but he played 30 minutes. And I thought the impressive part was that he had eight assists as well on a night where this game probably turned into more of a shootout than the Greek team really wanted it to be. We know that outside of Giannis, for the most part, they've hung their hat on the defensive end and they weren't able to lock down this German team. We'll get into that a little bit more as it goes on. But this game wasn't without incident for Giannis specifically. Ejected with a few minutes to go in this game. At that point, Greece were down by 14. Were they making a comeback? Probably not. It certainly didn't feel like it at the time when he was ejected. But you know, certainly for some people that might be new to 
uh, the FIBA rules, it was a good example of how unsportsmanlike fouls that you know typically haven't been called in the NBA, we know the rules have changed for this season, can add up and it can hurt you late in the game. So Giannis picked up an unsportsmanlike foul in the first half after the ball was kind of stolen from him in the backcourt. And I didn't, you know, I we go by FIBA rules here in Australia. So I've seen these calls hundreds of times. I thought this was in the lower end of the scale. Giannis sort of reached across, but he was sort of reaching across because that's where the ball was anyway. The German opponent, opponent went forward. And what typically happens in these scenarios is the player with the ball will, will throw their head back or throw their arms back uh, to insinuate that they have been held back. I thought on replay, Giannis did a pretty good job of getting his hand out of the cookie jar. I don't think he really held him back. The guy was going to get an open layup or dunk either way. So I thought it was probably a harsh, unsportsmanlike foul. Again, I don't think Greece were coming back to win this game. But then later on in the night when frustrations did boil over a little bit, Giannis caught uh, one of the German players on the head. I don't think it was an intentional swinging arm to his head, but certainly got him pretty flush on the nose. It would have hurt. There's no doubt about that. That was his second unsportsmanlike, and he had uh, an early shower in this one. So a disappointing end to Eurobasket for Giannis from that point of view, not only the loss, but not being out on the floor as the tournament came to a close. So that was a shame. It was a shame because of everything that Giannis has put into this tournament, clearly the passion that he had, and he finishes with 29.3 points per game, leading the tournament in scoring. He'll probably be leading the tournament in scoring uh, at the end of it as well. And I just thought it was interesting to look at the body language of Giannis throughout this game. We've spoken a lot and we've heard a lot from people that have jumped into YouTube comments that you know, there is a, a genuine passion for Giannis playing for Greece in these tournaments. And we know that he said before that you know winning a goal for Greece would mean more than anything. We hear that a lot with certain players and it's because playing for your country really does mean something. I also think that he carried a significant weight on his shoulders, and this is just my opinion from the outside, because he has done everything else. He's won an NBA championship. He's won a finals MVP. And this is one of the things that he hasn't done. And Greece did come into the tournament, one of the favorites, so certainly a medal chance, purely because of Giannis. And I spoke about on yesterday's show that there was a belief from some of, uh, some of the Greek fans that thought that this team would be really competitive without Giannis. They said that I don't really buy that. I still don't buy that after today. I think we saw the offensive limitations of this team really come to the forefront, particularly um, shooting the ball. And they just didn't have a secondary score that they could really lean on. It was all Giannis in the first half that was keeping Greece's head just above water. And you looked at the German team and they had Dennis Schroeder and then they had Franz Wagner as two guys that they could heavily lean on and two guys that they'd heavily leaned on throughout the tournament. So... There was a significant weight on Giannis's shoulders. I'm sure he's feeling really disappointed. And I'm sure this is going to fuel him for uh, whether it's the World Cup next year where Greece is still in a pretty good position to qualify for. And I would assume if we know Giannis and he's healthy and can play, that he's going to try and go back to the World Cup next year, uh, which is in Japan, the Philippines, and Indonesia as well. I'm going to be there. I'll be working. And I'm sure that he's going to want to go straight back to the well and try and get this medal for this Greek national team. And it's a shame. It's a shame because we saw the whole family, they wear their emotions 
very visibly. And Costas after the game was extremely emotional. Thanasis was uh, consoling him a little bit. Costas obviously didn't play a big part uh, throughout Eurobasket, had that knee injury uh, you know, early in the tournament, or it might have been prior to the tournament, but he really didn't have a big impact. Thanasis probably didn't have his best tournament. Uh, but it means a lot to the family to represent Greece and to try and win a medal. So it's a shame that this is the way that it fell. They were only a game away after this, one more win away for playing off for a medal. So we were hoping that was going to be the case. But the one thing that we do know, uh, this was an incredible tournament from Giannis. And I have no doubt, as I said, that he's going to try and come back. And my prediction would be that he will play for Greece in the World Cup next year. And then, you know what comes the year after that? It's the Olympics. So uh, that's the one consolation for Greek fans. Plenty of opportunities to hopefully see Giannis play uh, in the blue and white for Greece uh, moving forward. A few more specifics from this game coming up here in just a little bit after I talk about our friends at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games, uh, which we saw uh, the other day. And the Packers obviously didn't have a win there, but will they bounce back? Go to betonline.net and you can find all the odds. And there's individual props as well. So you can get behind you know, stats for Aaron Rodgers, perhaps, uh, and other players there if you want to get behind the pack. BetOnline is also your continued source for all sports wagering information uh, across multiple sports. So baseball, brewers are still in a race right now, MMA, boxing, golf, and of course, what we care about on this show, the NBA. Preseason just a couple of weeks away, as we mentioned. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that's been online where the game starts. All right, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis Dedekumbo. Which NBA player moves the betting line the most this season? Locked on and bet online odds makers present the NBA top 50 most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it on Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. As far as the NBA top 50 players, you may be curious to see what other Bucks players would make the top 50. I would assume that Chris Milton and Drew Holiday would be locks in that top 50, but go check it out. Uh, that is the Locked On NBA top 50 wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. All right, this game overall, I mentioned a little bit earlier that you know it's just my opinion, but I don't think Greece wanted to get into a shootout. The 107 points scored by Germany, by far and away, the most points Greece had given up through this tournament. Previously to that, it was the 88 points scored by the Czech Republic a couple of nights ago. And that was a game that Greece really had to battle to the end. So oh, I don't... I would say that this Greece team, outside of Giannis, who was able to keep the offense ticking over because, A, he was getting 30 points per night, but he was also shooting the ball really well from the free throw line. Uh, so he was getting three points there. He was averaging over 10 free throw attempts per game. And that kept the scoreboard ticking. But this was a team that overall, I thought, or I felt, battled to get to 85-plus points. It never really felt outside of the transition game, outside of getting the ball in Giannis's hands going downhill, that they were able to score easily. And that was why I had a concern throughout this tournament that they were going to struggle to score or keep up with the teams that have more high-end slash NBA talent. And I think we saw that against Germany, but it was also a perfect storm of shooting. 
Greece, nine for 29 from three. So around that 30% mark again, where they've been for most of the tournament. Unfortunately, Germany was 17 for 31, and they started this game on absolute fire. And I actually thought that it was really impressive that Greece were able to weather the storm, largely by Giannis and what he was able to do and the scoring that he was doing in this game. But they also just got some some threes, some valuable threes early in the game. Tyler Dorsey hit his first two, and they just needed to stay in the game. And it was actually miraculous that they led 61 to 57 at halftime. And you think about me saying that this is a team that struggled to score. They put up 61 points in the first half. And again, Giannis was a big part of that. Uh, but they were able to just hit timely shots in this game. And even if you look at the team stats right across the board, uh, Greece led the points off turnovers, led the fast break points. Overall, they led points in the paint 48 to 28, uh, 44 to 28 in this game. So a number of the factors that generally provide success for this Greece team were in their favor by the end of the game, but they just couldn't overcome the three-point barrage from this German team. Germany, 17 for 31. So overall, Germany, 51 points from the three-point line to Greece, 27. In a FIBA game where you're talking about 10-minute quarters, being outscored by 24 points at the three-point line is going to come back to bite you. And in some ways, it felt, again... And we, we always reference the Bucks. This is a Bucks podcast. It felt a little bit like game seven against Boston. It wasn't necessarily the wide open threes that they were shooting like the Celtics were against the Bucks, but it just felt like they couldn't miss. Franz Wagner and Ops, they were 10 for 14 together. They were both five for seven. And then Dennis Schroeder, three for six on the night. This is a man that was shooting 22% from three-point line in the tournament coming in. He hit a couple early when the, when the barrage was really on. And again, just coming back to the to the role players for Greece who have played fantastic through this tournament, but my concern was they were going to get to a game where the key guys, you can argue whether or not they are legitimate second option scorers or they or they're, what success this team can have if these are the second legitimate scoring options on this team. And they didn't quite deliver on this game. Kalathis, who hit timely threes against the Czech Republic a game before, he was 0 for 4 in this game from three. Slukas was one for four from three. And the three was an incredible half-court heave to beat the buzzer to give Greece that four-point lead heading into halftime. But that was the only one he hit for the night. And I mentioned Tyler Dorsey. He was two for seven. Uh, hit his first two, sorry. He finished two for seven. So it really, really dried up. And even as I was sitting there at halftime and Greece had the lead, I, I was surprised that they were able to get there. And again, it comes back to Giannis and what he was able to do. But the start of the third quarter was just absolutely disastrous in this game. Absolutely disastrous. They were outscored 18-1 to to start the quarter. That one point came from a Giannis free throw. But they went six minutes without scoring a field goal. And by that point, it felt like the game was over. So they weren't able to get the easy points. Greece continued to hit shots, which limited... Greece's ability to get out in transition and get those easy points and for Giannis to get downhill and find that freedom. So things really got uh, bogged down on the offensive end. And from there, you saw the frustration started to build. So I don't know what Greece could have done defensively in this game. Because even as I was watching the first quarter, I thought the defense 
was decent. I mean, you could understand what the plan was. I mentioned Dennis Schroeder, who hit those two threes. Greece were definitely going under the screens. They were giving him plenty of space and basically deciding that they didn't want him to get downhill and get into the paint. It's a fine strategy. He's not a great shooter. He was shooting him from well behind the three-point line. So I thought that that was fine. The other thing that was interesting was just with Papianis, and we spoke about what role he can play on this team, and it was interesting to get some of the feedback uh, from uh, Greek fans that have watched him play a hell of a lot more than I have. And, you know, Frank pointed to the fact that it really makes things difficult offensively for the Greek team when Papianis is on the floor. I've been told that he's a pretty that he's a decent jump shooter, that he can shoot the mid-range. I don't know whether the range extends out to the three-point line, um, but we didn't see any of that in this tournament. He didn't look like a guy that was looking to shoot from out there. He didn't look like he was in the positions in the floor to shoot jump shots. So he just clogged things up a little bit. And then defensively, I don't know whether this German team, despite the fact they had size, and they did have Daniel Tice out there as well, who's a an NBA center, uh, Ops, who I mentioned, is a bigger player than Franz Wagner at the three. So they had size, but did they actually have anyone that was going to threaten the paint? Did you need to have Papianis out there as well with Giannis? Papianis played 16 minutes in this game. He was minus 13 in that stretch. Now, some of the plus minus numbers across the board didn't look great. I mean, I think Giannis was even a minus 18 or someone somewhere in that mark. That might not be exactly right, but he was around a minus 18. So the numbers didn't look great for anyone. But those minutes where Papianis was on the floor, he only played 16 and they didn't go well. So I, I do wonder whether from the outset there was a possibility to have a bit of a lineup change. And do you try Costas? Do you go even smaller? and put one of the other players on the floor and just play Giannis at the five and say, well, look, Daniel Tice, are you really going to beat us in the paint? I don't think so. Because as I mentioned, overall, 44 to 28 in the paint in Greece's favor. So I don't think there was a large threat there. And I just wonder whether that, to start the game, was problematic. Because you look at the very first possession of this game, they put Papianis in repeat screens trying to get him out to the perimeter and take advantage of him. He was trying to play drop coverage. He was trying to hang back, give them space. They started knocking down those threes, and then they were away from there. So I think overall, this German team is just extremely talented. We should give them a significant amount of credit for what they were able to do in this game. But certainly, if you're a Greek fan or a Giannis fan or a Bucks fan, uh, it was a disappointing end to this game. And, geez, you just wanted them to get cold, but they just didn't do it throughout this one. So unfortunately... Unfortunately, a loss for Greece. Eurobasket comes to an end. Uh, One other note in this game that we saw play out. uh, Dennis Schroeder was also ejected from this game. We've spoken a lot about him over the last couple of days, and I had to laugh. I got a few tweets uh, from uh, Bucks or Giannis fans saying, yeah, I don't think Dennis Schroeder is going to be coming to Milwaukee anymore after today. It was fascinating. There was a high level of passion involved in this game from both teams, I thought. The crowd was incredible. And overall, I just thought it was a really entertaining game to watch, despite the fact it wasn't the result uh, that we were looking for. But Dennis Schroeder got ejected late in this game. I was trying to look if there was any fallout after the game in terms of media 
in terms of stories that that might have followed on from this game, and I couldn't quite see anything. But it did look like Dennis Schroeder was um, having some words with Josh Oppenheimer, the Bucks assistant coach and Greek team assistant coach on the sideline. And uh, you know, Josh was sort of half being held back, but they were having some words with each other. It looked like, and I couldn't tell from the camera angle, perhaps the Nassus maybe said something to Schroeder as he was getting ejected. Schroeder was calling someone a clown. It might have been the official for giving him the second tech, but it was also kind of in the direction that the Nassus was. So definitely some tempers flared there, and I'm not sure whether there's any love lost uh, between Dennis Schroeder and the Greek national team, that's for sure. And also, we should say, uh, Giannis has obviously had history with Mo Wagner and also had some pretty serious battles over the course of his career against Daniel Tice uh, with those Boston Celtics teams as well. So, yeah, I think there was definitely some emotions in this game. I don't necessarily think that these two teams like each other, but what I will say again, as I've said the whole time, the, the passion from the crowd was absolutely insane. It was an atmosphere that I wish I could have been in. Uh, and it was also just an atmosphere that I wish we could have seen carry on for a few more uh, games for this Greek team. But it's not to be. That'll do it for now in terms of our post-game coverage of the Greek national team. And like I said, hopefully we see more of this and next off-season we can do the same thing. But stick with us because we're going to turn our attention back to the NBA. Uh, October 1st, the Bucks preseason gets underway. So as we are uh, talking right now, it's... Yeah, I mean, we've got about 17 days until preseason basketball is underway. So let us know in the YouTube comments or at Twitter with me, at Kane Pittman, what you want us to talk about in the lead-up to the NBA season. Are there other teams around the league that you want to hear from? Because we can do crossover podcasts with those hosts as well. So I'm turning it back to you guys uh, to let us know what you want to hear on this show on the run-in to the NBA season. I can't wait for it all to get started. Uh, this has been a fun month following along with the Greek national team. Uh, but now it's time to get back to Bucks basketball. As I said, hopefully all our friends in Greece will stick with us on YouTube throughout the NBA season, as well as all our longtime listeners. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check out the Locked On NBA podcast as well, wherever you get your podcast. They will be talking about the NBA uh, big picture and everything that's going on across the league. It's been a bit of a quiet period. Uh, which is why we've been fortunate to have this basketball. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, we will catch you guys tomorrow. And like I said, let us know all your feedback. Hit subscribe, all those things. We really appreciate it. 